Hello everybody and welcome to the Classic Quest Podcast. This is the show where we break down the classic hip-hop albums mm-hmm. or what we find on the internet to be the classic hip-hop albums. And we look at why they're classic by talking about them track by track and looking at the whole album experience. Step by step. And this week we're going to be talking about Big Daddy Kane's Long Live the Kane, Long Live the Kane album. Yep. And we're going to go through each and every one of the 10 songs and give you our thoughts and opinions and then kind of sum it up as a whole that's what we do here if you want to skip that intro bit check the description of the video and you will see when we're going to start talking about the actual songs and whatnot in the meantime we wanted to let you know that there is a huge chance that you person coming to this review know way more about Big Daddy Kane than uh, we do. Oh yeah. yeah, my name is Holden Stefan Roy. I am your lady friend Bonnie. We are amateur hip hop scholars who are breaking <laughs> down these albums week over week. Yeah, learning, trying to make that effort. Uh, we skipped last week. Sorry, we're back this week. Life. Yeah, Easter. It was a thing, and then we had conflicting days off, and life is what it is. Yeah, I don't care about that. But, like, uh, we're just here to, like, learn, and this is uh, just to go through the project and understand, like, why it's dope. Why do people think it's a classic? Yeah. And um, since y'all know way more than we do, good chance of it, just letting you know, I would love to hear what you have to say in the comments. So as you go through the video, if you, anything you want to put in, you want to contradict something I said, or you want to add to something or yeah. you want to tell me some story we appreciate like little tidbits of like facts or stories or if you had an encounter with like the artist or, or something Absolutely. to do like let us or if know you like, were at like a show and something crazy went off mm-hmm. or you have a story about buying a vinyl or whatever and you know or what it means to you because like i mean this album came out and I was only seven months old. June 28th, 1988. So Seven months old. I'm not even old enough to have any idea at that point in my life mm-hmm. what's even going on around me. I was like me. a year and a half. I'm, I'm older and wiser. That's right. So this little one and a half year old baby was also just pooping in her pants. Yep. Um, none of us had any idea what life was even really like back then. So just to hear from people who want to share their stories, it's Do we dope. even know what life is about now? I think we're uh, understanding what we don't know. Mm, Good answer. Yeah, I'm just patting myself on the back there. Mm. Anyway, I I bring all that up because I love the comments. And we like to show our uh, appreciation to our favorite comments on every episode. And two weeks ago, which should have been last week, we were talking about Cool Cool G G Rap. Rap. And which album was it, Bunny? Oh, and DJ Polo. Oh, yes, of course, DJ Polo. It was um, Live and Let Die. And uh, on that, we which got Which I almost got, FYI, I don't know if I mentioned it last time, maybe I did, I don't know, which I almost got tattooed across my back. Live and Let Die? Yep. Okay. I almost did that, and my sister still reminds me of that. Like, in big block letters, I was going to get live, live and Let Die across my back, like, kind of, like, football style. Nice. Yep. Why? <clears throat> um, Paul McCartney. Not anything to do with this album. Um, just, yeah, um, because I had seen him live a few times and, like, just how much I, like, loved him at the time. And, yeah, I'm glad I didn't do it now, though. That's fair. Big Daddy Kane would have respected it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Jermaine, sorry, not Big Daddy Kane, Cool G Rap, I got confused on. Anyway, so Jermaine Zimmerman said uh, on that Cool G Rap review, yes, I've been kind of hoping for a Big Daddy Kane review. He's one of my all-time favorites, but please start with one of his first two albums. 
I'm with you there, man. Why yep. are you going to start in the middle? Unless the first two albums are across the internet as bad albums, in which case we might skip them. But otherwise, the beginning is a good place to start. Absolutely. Anyway, not that the other ones are horrible, but his first two are just the epitome, ep- ep- epitome, epitome of epitome. his greatness, so to speak. I always recommend starting with a debut album. I feel you. But just to get a general idea of what the artist is about, it's also cool to see where they start versus where they end up, especially if you know their later work. His first album is a little short, like in Illmatic mode in terms of length. His second album is more layered because it's more songs, but I'm fine with whichever one. Sorry for rambling. Uh, we're doing this one first, the Long of the Cane, because he said it was shorter, and I have had a busy couple of weeks, so that yeah. sounded real nice. But also because it's a starting point, and of course we're going to do the next Big Daddy Cane album after yes, this. Yes, yes, yes. I feel yes. like we could not be a proper channel without actually going through a few of his albums. Like, you can't call yourself a respectable review channel and ignore him like we did for so fucking long. Anyway, before we get into the review, special thanks to the patrons, Ismail Gadamsi, Chris Prado, DJ Black Hurricane, Jonathan Barnes, and Lindell Williams. That's right, Talk folks. a bit about that at the end, but plug them at the beginning when you're still watching. Um, plug them in, plug them in. So now I think, Bonnie, you can introduce the album that we'll be talking to today, as though we haven't said it a few times already. Yes. So this week we are doing Big Daddy Kane, Long Live the Kane, um, and like we said already, it came out June 20. 20- 8th, 1988, and it is produced um, by Mr. Marley Marl. And which it's a, and Big Daddy Kane is affiliated with the Juice Crew, is what I'm understanding, mm-hmm. which is connected to the Cool G Rap review. And on that review, because yep. Cool G Rap was also playing with them, I've actually He's seen. He's a New Yorker. So since that review and this one, I've watched a few of those like Vlad TV interviews with both Cool G Rap and Big Daddy Kane to listen to them kind of break down some stuff and just get a sense of like they were like the lyrical powerhouses of that crew in both of their perceptions but they never went at each other because you know respecting their own things or whatever um but it was fun listening to them like you know that both of them wanted to be like i would have murked the other one but neither of them said it and i thought that was pretty respectable well maybe they both felt like they were like equal challengers or maybe like that's why you would want to like see like which one would conquer that's true and if you've watched vlad you know all he would want in life is for somebody to say something like that and it turned into a beef and then when people <laughs> talked about it it'd be like tj vlad was there and that imagine we started like i don't i don't like want to get i don't want to like... piss off dj vlad <laughs> <laughs> he has a bigger beard than me or if he still has it anyway uh still that's not really the point um so i just think it's been really interesting just kind of hearing these guys like talk about stuff later like as an example finding out that big daddy kane was loved by, like madonna loved his music and she was able to rap his shit back but in she's the day. also a new yorker too and uh she invited him to be in the sex book that madonna made which is a bunch of very naked and sensual photos so you have pictures of big daddy kane madonna and i think it's vivica a fox all naked and he's got his hands up in her lady bits and on her lady bits and this was all like consensually madonna madonna orchestrated it all but you can just see him standing there like like he looks like like you've never seen anybody with their shoulders bigger and puffier like he is one happy dude to be in these pictures (laughs) And you can see him talking about it, like, in one, I don't know, I think it was with Vlad or whatever. And he was, he was quite happy to be invited into well, that I'm moment. Well, I'm sure. According to him, he never smashed Madonna. 
but he did get to be all up in the lady bits a little bit. So, I mean, that's pretty cool. Yep. Got to give uh, Big Daddy Kane his props just because, I don't know, that whole story distracted me at some point along the way. And I looked at the pictures and, like, all of it. And I was like, okay, this is real shit. Anyway, I don't know if y'all have seen that or did you know about that, but... I well, mean, thank you for bringing it to our attention. Bonnie clearly didn't care. I, was, I just, that's fine. That's fine. I just, I distracted me. Still, um, I, uh, this is part of the show where we normally break down how can it, like familiar we are with these artists so that, I, you know, you have an understanding of how ignorant we are in regards <laughs> to these artists. Like, I'm sitting here talking about this like it's new information because it is. Um, I've never listened to Big Daddy Kane before. I think the first time I really heard him rap was on the Cool G Rap album because he has a verse. And then I made that comment. Uh, we should probably do Big Daddy Kane next. So we did. Like I've, I've heard the name before, but I didn't really know anything about him or listen to any of his stuff ever before. So this is definitely all new for me. I mean, I understand his influence because it's like his name comes up everybody's influence list like it's almost impossible to to not hear his name and i guess we just never got around to really covering him before and uh the other reason we bring this up is because there's a good chance like i said a couple times now that you know more than we do and that means that when you're hearing these albums with your nuanced understanding and things that might be super obvious to you might not be super obvious to us and if you've been listening to it like you know just if you've been a fan for 30 years versus even just being a fan for 10 years or two years or any Anything. It just it all changes your experience of hearing the project. Yep, for so sure. it's just to frame it like we're some early 30s people in Montreal, Quebec, Canada, bumping Big Daddy Kane 30 years later for the first time. Or is yep. it 40? Uh, no, it's 30. Well, it's 88. 30. So, so it's like 30. what, a year? Shh. I got, did bad math. I did bad math. Anyway, <laughs> enough with the dilly dallying. We're going to get into it. Uh, what do you think about this album cover? And the uh, title, uh, Long Live the King. Well, I mean, it is like saying that he's going to like, he's the king. It kind of implies that that's, you know, what it is. Like that's, you know, when you say like, long live the king, long live the, like, that's kind of the same sort of feeling that we're getting. Um, So he's obviously feeling very royal. And the cover is kind of reflecting that because he's basically sitting in a throne looking quite regal and like kind of like a Grecian or like Roman style you know, outfit or whatever. And um, he's got, like, these three girls kind of, like, waiting on him. And it's, like, there's purple everywhere behind him. And purple is a very, like, royal color. Um, so I feel like that's just kind of, like, reflecting that as well. And it's, um, like, they're, like, these women just doting on him. So I think that he's obviously showing that he is the king. And, um, yeah, I don't know. He's powerful or something. So and he gets I... the ladies. When I look at this cover, there's a little bit of me that goes, damn, I want to do that. Like, I just want to be there. I want to be in that photo shoot. Yep. Like, it looks like, and if you, because he looks real young, right? Yeah. It just looks like that was a fun day for him. <laughs> like, that's what it yes. looks like. Yes. It looks, it looks like you just sit there and how could you not be like a little bit jealous, a little bit wanting to be him? Because he doesn't look like arrogant, right? Mm-hmm. He has this like confident like wow this is all happening to me i'm so fucking lucky look like it almost like feels like you could maybe be him in the sense that he's not so fucking detached it's almost like this is his fantasy 
being played out and he's like living through his fantasy is more of the feel I get from it. Maybe I'm reading too far into it. Okay. But like well, if you yes, look at I his... Mean, I do think it is a fantasy. It's no, but like real. when you look at his face, it, it doesn't feel like like Amigos or one of the more modern guys where it's just like, these are all my trophies. It's more like the dream sequence is kicked in and you're like fantasizing about, you know, long live the cane. I'm going to have all of this great shit. And when I'm rich and famous, I'll be sitting there in my little chair with the women waiting on me. And you know, when you look at his... He's got like a little sly little look on his face you know it doesn't look like he's an asshole somehow in all of this picture is what i'm trying to say okay i don't know i like the cover and i love purple and i thought it was fun and it made me be like this is gonna be a braggadocious album like th- that's definitely something i feel like it screams like i'm here i'm the shit yep long live decane and yeah I don't know. I don't have a lot more to say. Yep, that's pretty much it. All right, so the first track is... Long Live the Cane. I gotta say, this album of like... what I don't know if it's just that this album has better production than a lot of the more 80s-y stuff we've done that isn't like the West Coast, but like the New York-y 80s-y stuff yeah. that we've done. Well, there's often, yeah, a lot of stuff that's quite raw sounding. But the production on this project, to me... Sounds like it's just fresher. Now, this might be one of two things. One, it actually is fresher. Or B, based on the law of repetition, meaning the more you hear something, the more you like it. And it's facts. Truthfully, the more you hear even a genre you hate, you will inevitably like it and love it if you keep hearing it. Um, or based on that, this thing that formerly maybe two years ago, I would have been like, this is so fucking boring. I'm sitting here going, damn, that song's got a groove. <laughs> I just want to like dance to it and yeah, shit. Yeah, I definitely agree. I definitely agree. But I mean like the production is just absolutely stellar on this. I'm not great at describing it. Apparently it samples Here Comes the Meter Man by the Meters and Hey Last Minute by the Meters and Say It Loud I'm Black and I'm Proud by James Brown. All I know is it's got like popping fucking drums and shit. It's got one of those groove driven like you're clearly meant to be dancing to this at the at certain parts but in other parts you're supposed to like stop and let the mc go but as i understand just how you know the djing stuff would have been done and so you can almost hear how at the parts where the break kicks in that shit could have been extended for like five 10 minutes if everybody yeah. was having it like it's just and then he could have just scratched and kicked at it and it's almost like i'm picturing this more as how it would have sounded live for this experience, then I believe I'm caring as much about the studio quality. I don't know. That's just where my imagination is going with it. Okay. Karis one has me thinking about some fascinating shit as I read the uh, gospel of hip hop. Anyway, uh, but how do you feel about this track? Um, it definitely sounds very like old school. So it definitely I mean you like you're right away you're transported back into like the eighties, you know, like that kind of like the beginnings of like hip hop and like that kind of stuff. Um and like, I really like the beat and I really like the chorus. Um, all of that's really good. The rhymes are really good. I find, you know, all of it pretty enjoyable. Um, and there's also like, you know, like the, like you were kind of saying, like there's sort of like these parts during the song where like, like the DJ is sort of like allowed to like have his like time to shine and like he kind of like mixes and everything like that. So it's pretty cool. Um, I felt it kind of, I feel like so many things kind of like bring me back to it, but um, I feel like it has the same sort of like quality um, as like Eric B and Rakim, like sort of, or Rakim, Rakim, I always say it wrong, Rakim. Um, 
So that's just my kind of like feeling. I don't know if anybody else feels the same way. Um, so, but overall, it's it's nice. It's enjoyable. It's fun. Um, I enjoyed the flow, the sound. I gave it a four point two five. So I guess the first thing I'm struck with is this sounds like really groundbreaking for 1988. I I mean. I've heard other stuff from 1988, mm-hmm. and I feel like this sounds more like if you told me it was like 91, I'd totally buy it, which I guess is why so many people think Big Daddy Kane is as influential as he is, because I guess that's what it means to be influential, that yeah. what you're doing in terms of your rhyming, and it was quick, right? Like, it's not like chopper speeds, but this is an upbeat fast cadence and like it's pretty dope like party people in the place embrace the bass as it commence to pick out the pace and make you motivate and accelerate because like tony the tiger i'm great Great. but like that sounds like it's a kind of like you know more of how the 90s is rhyming a lot more than that kind of i don't know maybe like i mean you got to keep in mind this is 88 so there's a couple of dudes who's coming in with it but this is faster than you know fuck the police coming straight from the underground you know like it's it's almost got like a quicker more rhyme driven edge to it you think of it like like i was saying like eric b and rakim or like even like the beastie boys like it has like that same sort of like well beastie boys are way slower Hmm, okay i would say maybe i'm wrong but just like the mixing of things i mean i'll give you rakim but he's also coming out and is also just as much of a pioneer and is also dropping projects yes, around yes, the same yes, time yes. absolutely and then i mean cool g raps also right there yep. coming out of this so i'd say they're all like in this like era but i don't know that there's a lot more names i know that there's a few more like school ed should be i think added in terms of just being like technical and pushing some shit around yeah but like i don't know that much by him so i don't want to comment so i'm starting to like you know check out some of it but like i just think he sounds so clear and the way just the way he was punching the rhymes and the way he was flowing over it i felt like again i could just hear how many rappers were inspired by this project like hell especially like party people in the place the ace the bass like who who if you've written rap you have abused that sound to fucking death because it's one of the easiest things to rhyme with a and b because it's just so fun there's so many great words and but at the same time he also adds like this charm to it by like copying the tony tiger thing and doing it like tony the tiger in the middle yeah i mean i would say that it's pretty fucking like strong i mean there's some corniness to it like for you to perpetrate the role of me the big daddy the big father and nah, i don't even bother because that would mean you would have to teach each and every one idiotic son and i mean it's kind of corny but at the same time it's still smacking you in the fucking face with like well-written consistency yeah i'm like because you know it's playing up on him being the dad the powerful one and everyone else being a fucking child and whatnot and he's got the skills and you don't the rhymes I recite are fully dressed and yours are butt naked. Your speech is weak while mine stands strong, so I'll hail yeah, the man that's here to live long. It's just that, like, it's fucking hard for 1988. You know what I mean? So it's kind of funny to look at it in 2019. I haven't listened to it, but I'm not trying to make fun of it because his delivery is ridiculously powerful. Like, if he came at me... And sang nursery rhymes in the tone of voice he delivered this shit. I would feel a little intimidated by him still. And I imagine he's a bit of a taller one, I'm thinking. I might be wrong. but I, I, Oh, I don't know. I, never, I figured you would have looked up his height because no. he's got a big oh, in it. Oh, yeah. Let me, well, let me do it right now. <laughs> um, anyway, 
it's just uh the second verse kind of flows on and it's the same sort of thing like i would say a lot of this album from a lyrical perspective with maybe a couple of exceptions is gonna be kind of like rhyming but i like his humility you know and then we see that in the second verse and he goes and when i said that i'm kane and he said oh yeah that brother that used to rhyme on stage with biz oh he's, he's deaf that's kind of tall uh, you know what time it is, but this time I'm not assisted on the microphone, more like Patti LaBelle on my own, just single-handed, the mic I commanded, phony MCs don't understand it, and it is the real thing, like the taste of Coke. <laughs> I love this shit, man, because it all works. Yep. Like, I'm not trying to diminish it. No, he's got great rhymes. He definitely does. At all, but it a little bit, it, it cracks me up in the same way that watching a good 80s movie is kind of funny in 2019 you know like where you watched that really hard 80s shit and you're like it's dorky but it's awesome and i'm getting that feeling where i don't know that i've gotten that feeling off of everything i've heard from the 80s this album like i don't know some part of me feels like i don't know why i like this as much as i do but it's dope flows on through there's four fucking verses of it a bunch of djs break i mean he's got amazing lines like so if we ever battle sorry rappers try to hang and just swear that they can party but the style that i'm using is just like karate so if we ever battle you're bound like to be Fu through era. because i got a black belt in rap can do no i'm not chinese it's just rhymes like these that's destroy an mc with black belt degrees oh boy everything about that is that, fresh that, it's, it's a little like it's a little goofy it's, it's but. but it's fresh in the sense that like on the one hand when you really break it down there's zero points taken off you can't even criticize it on the other hand if you were to drop that today damn you might take a beating on social media yes. for it. still it's really well done i'm really really into the song in terms of like you know almost like an anthropological like this is fucking dope in that regard I give it a 4.25. Okay. I think it sounds really great. Same. I also don't imagine I would ever go to my way to put it on just out of my preference and what I would go to listen to. This is some shit, though, that if I was ever at a throwback party, I would certainly want to hear. Like, in the right time and place, this is exactly a, the kind of jam I want to be in. I'm just rarely in that right time or place. But it's fucking good. Okay. Did you give your grade? Yes, 4.25 as well. All right, why don't we move on to the Raw Remix. Man, there are some cool effects that get used on this voice. Now, I don't actually think I've ever thought about when, like, reverbs and echoey effects and shit like that were really popularized in rapping. Okay. But we definitely see that shit here. Absolutely. Um, it's on the second verse. You see it when he's like, score for wars and wars and I get raw. You know, I'm sure to score a door for more without a flaw because I get raw. Actually, really fucking dope. Yes, he does. Like, he, he just says it all, like, perfectly rhymed, perfectly flowing. And just, he adds, like, this kind of echoey, spacey feel to it. And there's a couple of times in his track where that happens. I thought that was just absolutely spectacular because, again, like, you hear a bunch of shit and then you hear somebody go and make it all spacey like that. Now, again, I don't know if this hasn't been done since, like, forever and ever. I'm not that up to date on, like, my sound engineering history. Um, but still, as far yes, as this track lacking. goes, it's totally, like, from a rhyme perspective, in the same vein as the last track. Big Daddy Kane's here. He raps really fucking well. 
and he destroys shit and here's proof because he's gonna rhyme over this fresh ass fucking beat yeah and then the the hook is gonna be just kind of again a little scratchy dj break where you can just picture everybody boogieing down and whatnot and yeah i liked it um as far as just lines that give you an idea of what it's like uh i appear right here and scare and dare a mere musketeer that would dare to compare i do declare getting busy is where it's at but what you're saying you wouldn't uh what you're saying you wouldn't get a point for that because you're a featherweight and your rhymes carry light but i drop bass just like a barry white so how do you think you could pose a threat uh, you say your vocal, you say you're rocking. How many shows you get? All your vocals are go local on the MIC. Mine's go a great distance, like AT and T, the cellular provider and whatnot. <laughs> anyway, um, telecommunications. I'm just like, it's kind of a lot of the same flows like that. So as you keep listening and to it, and he chose really well, <laughs> like a lot of like the things that he like references, like in pop culture or whatever. A lot of things that like still exist today. So he got very lucky. As an example, I relieve rappers just like Tylenol. Very much applicable today. Tylenol's mm-hmm. still a big thing today. Yep. I'm genuine like Gucci. Go fuck off. How, mm-hmm. he, did he make Gucci popular, if you really think about it? I don't really know. I was just saying it in a speculative kind of way. Uh, raw like sushi. Sushi Very is, in popular. fact, still raw and quite popular. To stage a rage is what rap did to me. Rage Against the Machine came out a few years later. To make me want to create chaos and mayhem. They created chaos and mayhem. Mm-hmm. Cold rock a party. Everybody said cold rock a party. I, one of the things I saw on the Wikipedia page is how so many things on this album ended up being quoted by other people. Yeah. Like, I guess everybody that ever said cold rock a party probably grabbed it off of Raw. I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but there's a good chance a lot of people heard it here for the first time. I don't know. It's it's really cool like that. Um, or like Better Than Dynasty or Hill Street Blues. And then what? Cool G Rap has the Hill Street Blues track a couple years later. I don't know if I'm reading too much into this, but I really am enjoying this whole process. Um, I like when he goes, I damage you. I'm not an amateur, but a professional, unquestionable, unquestionable, without doubt, superb. So full of action. My name should be a verb. Caning. Isn't it a verb to cane something? To like hit it with a stick? Yes. So his name is kind of a verb. Couldn't throw it out there. Anyway, I enjoyed this one. I think it is absolutely like, you know, more more of a, a step up. Maybe it's because it's a little bit quicker. Uh, maybe it's because of the remix, so more effects and stuff got thrown in. I don't know how to really describe the beat, but it was different than the last one. It was like yep. a faster-paced funkiness to it. Still super enjoyable. Very, like, like it almost feels like you have to be moving to listen to this album. 4.35. Yeah, very nice. Um, I mean, like, yeah, this is, like, very, like, it's a very fun song. Um, and like lyrically, it's basically just him like bragging about how amazing he is and he's kind of showing off a bit and he's like in his lyrics um, and just sort of like the don't even like try to battle me because I'm so amazing and I'm going to like, you know, crush it and you're just going to look like a fool kind of thing. And like, no, you're not even going to win. So like, don't even try it like that kind of like braggadocious that we get often like in this kind of like a song when they're like battle rappers, which is like, you know, everybody wants to be invincible. Um, it's got a nice beat. It it does sound like particularly 80s, but like still very fun. And like, I, I really liked it. Um, 
And then he talks about the fact that his his rap makes him money, so he is making money off of this. And like, you know, it is showing that like this could be like you know a money making career that you can you know do. He's also never smoking or hitting or taking a sniff. He's yep. only crushing MCs that be trying to riff. So he's kind of like a you know like a good he's like a good kid. He's like a good uh, influence or whatever. Um, yeah, but I like this one. It has a nice beat, and nice flow. It was fun. Um, I gave it a four point four. Yeah, it's all right. So why don't we? set it off to the next conversation which is to talk about set it off okay let's do 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 just the best beat so far it's just like it keeps getting faster and more upbeat and more funky and more fun and i don't know man i'm really i'm really really into it yep I let it roll, get bored, I just can't hold back or fold Cause I'm a man with the soul in control and effects So what the heck, rock the discotheque and this groove is what's next Attack, react, exact, the Mac will move you with a strong song So as long as you groove to this I keep the crowd loud while you're hype Do damage on stage and injure the mic Booyah! I mean, as you can tell, um, a lot of this track basically is in the same vein as what we've been talking about. Yeah. Only, in a sense, you're getting version three of it. Stylistically, like, look, his, his, his like, cadences and shit, they're not, like, identical song to song. It's like he comes up with, like, a brand new way to reinterpret the flows and, and to hit it up. And I think one of the really cool things we're doing is going faster. Like, by track three, you're already getting some fat. Don't worry, track four has got a nice little surprise to keep you up on your toes. Yeah. But track three, it's like a brand new fucking surprise to keep it going. And then, I, and I know, like, Will Smith did some stuttering shit later on, but you get to get this problem. I can sneeze, sniffle, and cough. E- 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 even if I stutter, I'm going to still come off because rappers can't understand the mics that rip. They sure enough ain't equipped. That's why they got flipped. Anyway, he rolls it on through and he keeps flowing and it's just continuously dope, like fucking rhyming. Like, honestly, this one I liked, like, this is the first one where I'm like, oh shit, I really like this one. The other two were like, I respect this one. Yo, this is dope. I see this one was like, I'm really popping to it. You know, as the microphone lord proceeds to get raw, acrobatic, Asiatic, rap fanatic, I get dramatic and rhymes start flowing automatically. You know, I don't know. I could just keep quoting shit all day. That's not really what I want to be doing. There isn't like this hella depth to his lyrics. Where the real focus and emphasis you got to put your understanding on is how he's rapping these words. Like rappers, take a step back or you will soon regret that. You know, and he keeps that whole flowing. And because he's going so quickly, he's able to like pace it all so that all of these rap back that, you know, confront me and you can bet that all of these words are punched up, like synchronized on the right places in the beat. Yep. So that if you were to run this in almost like an algorithmic sense and break down like where he's placing it, whatever, it's just tight as fuck, you know? I can't correct, perfect, in full effect, disconnect, dissect, eject, is a wreck shop, and everything's on fucking perfect point. Everything's doing exactly what it needs to be. This is like, honestly, there's a lot of value in, in like learning this shit. Like, this is the history. This is where it starts. This is yeah. like everything that you heard that's like super tricky is coming from shit like this in, in theory and i was really into this one i mean the chorus is fine it again 
gives you that dancey vibe like break feeling to it yep. i think the more i understand how this culture came to be and the history of what's well, going on i think on this in was this like music. really like how it started off right like and a lot of it like there wasn't just like it wasn't just like the music it was also like the dance it was like a lot of different th- like things kind of combined and i think that the music and the dance were kind of one in the same I'm when it DJ. comes to like hip-hop yeah and of course like the dj and like you know like all that kind of stuff so i think that this sort of plays with like everybody's skills like everybody's able to show off the dj is able to show off like you're, you're you know like if you're like you know a rhyme like you know if you've got great rhymes and you've got you can spit amazingly like you know you can also show off this but you can also do like your break dancing or like whatever other dancing that you want to be doing like it's it's cool but it's like you can tell that this was meant to be played at some kind of venue where people are going to be moving their feet like you because like i can even see it on like the street corner like like you know when yeah. people are just like breaking it down and whereas just... if you look at a lot of music today you can tell it's meant to be played in headphones without like you can tell mm-hmm. it's meant to be something you vibe to on your own right or like in a private home experience Whereas this is built like it honestly, I feel like I'm not getting the real experience listening to this at home. There's not enough people moving around me. I feel like you need like I that am. big silver like boom box and to like listen nah, to I mean, it on you that. You gotta have like those speakers <laughs> that are taller than you, and then like the whole place is shaking and it's like <laughs> and like you can see like little rubbles falling <laughs> because the whole building's vibrating. I had this a four point five. This shit. It's not the deepest rap I've ever heard in my life. But this motherfucker is dope. Yep. Um, yeah, I mean, definitely, it's it's a cool sounding song. And it kind of starts off with, like, really, like, sick rhymes, like, right away. And it's got this sick beat. And, like, your head starts bobbing. And, like, you're right, you're, like, into, like, this song right away. Um, one of the verses that I, I chose, uh, or one of the, yeah, parts of the verse, um, it was the end of the first verse, I think it was, because I get ill and kill at will, teaching a skill that's real, you're no frill, so just stand still and chill as I build, science I drill until my rhymes fill your head up, don't even get mm. up, the teacher is teaching, so just shut up. Uh, so it's like hard, it's punching, it's fun, it's like crisp rhymes, it's it's fun. I really enjoyed it. It's good. But you're, you're right. There is that tone that he almost wants to share knowledge with you. He is showing you like the blueprint. It's not just like I'm the shit. It's if you want to be the shit, this is what's up. Yeah, like he's like showing you like yeah, exactly like what you said. Um, it it is it's good. I really like this one. Um, at the end, he like you know he kind of dedicates this to all his buddies, and then he kind of mentions all of his friends. So it does kind of drag on for like a little bit. Um, so it was like, like it was a bit annoying to listen to, and it's definitely not something that you would go back to because it's annoying to listen to over and over again. I, I'm gonna but throw for, it out but there. But for me, for me, let me finish. Um, for me, like on the album, it works. It's fine. It's good. But I wouldn't necessarily pull this one off to listen to on its own just because of like the ending part. But I give it a 4.35. I mean, you're allowed to feel the way that you feel. Nobody's yes. saying that that isn't true. What I'm trying to say is it's about that vibe. So even with the shout outs and shit, you're still going. Anyway, uh, the day you're mine. There's not a single feature that this girl lacks. Baby, you're my aphrodisiac. Mm-hmm. <coughs> You've got me waiting for you day by day. Fantasies of you has got me drifting away. This is the worst. This is the worst. I'm not going to lie. 
this threw me for a fucking loop. <laughs> this one, yeah, it's it's something, all right. We, it really it slows down. It, uh, definitely on this one. I don't know what love like yours would be. No, look, I'm making fun of that singing because. But it's, it's pretty bad though. <laughs> it's like, it's like somebody said to him, "You need a song for the ladies." And he's like, all right. And, and then, wrote, so, I mean, essentially, it's a love song. And, and when you a- listen to the words as much, you got to understand, it's not the words. The words are actually the right thing to be saying. Talk about ever meeting Miss Right. But one thing I know, this girl is hype. Not a crab, but I see such a lovely female. And if looks could kill, she would be in jail. Okay. Then that weird aphrodisiac line. So he's smitten with her looks. And then he's like going, girl that I admire, one that I desire. No one can stop the feelings you inspire. The way that you leave me in obsession with the chambers of my heart in your possession. Let's be real. This is some pretty fucking good romance poetry. Like the poetry. Right, okay, yes. The, not, not the delivery. Mm-hmm. So uh, you got this poetry, okay, with the exception of, because every time I appear to be pleased, you know what happens? It just gets skeezed. That verse is a little bit like, okay, but it's honest. He's like, you make me so nervous and I might fuck this up. But really, I want you and he's doing it all right. But then you listen to the way he raps this, man. It's embarrassingly bad. Even the rap. <laughs> so the rapping part is all right. It's not, it's just, he comes off sounding Ooh. like an 80s poem being delivered like like every bad stereotype that you could associate with romance yeah of this time and like it's like the chorus is just oh it's but terrible. even like the verses talk about ever meeting this is right but one thing i know it's like it's just so intense and it gives me the heebie-jeebies like just like the way that he's like describing him and he's just like not like the best singer and he's just like waiting for his dream girl i don't know on the real, I want to know, folk watching this, was this a hit? Like, was this the jam? If you're a lady, did this shit get you a little damp up in the panties oh, when you heard no. uh, Big Daddy like, Kane doing his thing? And I don't know, right? Because maybe for the time, like, the other angle of this is to have such a hard-hitting MC do the emotional thing is sexy. Because that whole angle works. I, guess. I mean, it's it's like it the verse if you had like an R and B singer on that hook and it was the same verses, it would work better. But I gotta give Big Daddy Kane all good the fucking effort, credit, but... like all the fucking credit. Like a dramatic fanatic for our relation, Cupid is me stupid with infatuation in a fashion of passion so tenderly with vibes I can't describe. You send to me the personal attachment which I feel to you, my dear. I will try to reveal. This is some dope ass panty dropping lyrics, okay? With just the delivery that, and that's why I don't know. Maybe in the 88, this was fire. Like, this was like Versace, Versace, Versace. (laughs) We're going to look back on Versace and be like, damn, that was weird. But, like, now, like, you know, like, maybe it was kind of like that. Like, in the moment, it made a lot of sense. Like, I got brothers in Atlanta, Tosin Dublin, and like, that shit seems to be going in the past. Like, who let the dogs out? Yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> I guess. Anyway, so I'm just wondering, and maybe I'm being a little bit insensitive. I don't really know. I thought this was motherfucking hilarious, okay? But it's not trying to be hilarious. That's the thing. But the poetry is that good. The beat is that corny good. Like, this is like watching 
like one of those movies that is so bad it's amazing. So it's a 4.5. Like, allow me to be abundantly clear. What? The lyrics are You're that good. You're giving this the, the best grade no, you've I, given what, sorry, any song I, so I far? I gave Set It Off a 4.5 too. I think the singing on this project, this song, is iconically bad. This is so good. It inspires me to feel brave enough to sing. No. I see you waiting for <laughs> Like, I, you know what? Big Daddy Kane did it, so I can do it too. The rapping is so sincere and so passionate that I understand. If you thought he was hot, you'd be all over that shit. Like, I can just, like, I can only, like, imagine him, like, having, like, r- like written this song. And then he's, like, so excited. And, like, you know, he goes to, like, present it to the girl that he's in love with. And then she's just kind of, like, awkward. No thanks. Like, he seems, like, like overly possessive and very clingy. Like, based off of, like, everything that he's saying, he's definitely, like, I would just be, like, no thanks i'd just be like you know be like oh very nice song yes 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 like i i would i would just find this like creepy like just like the tone of it and like what he's saying and the way he's saying it it just makes me feel so uncomfortable like this is i mean maybe it's like today's culture or whatever or like how like we're like receiving this and maybe like in 1988 like you were saying like maybe this was like received differently but for me like i feel like this is like so creepy this song um and it may be his feelings but it is not good and maybe he definitely Definitely should not sing. Um, I give this a uh, two point five. <laughs> Cause it's Big like, Daddy Kane. I know that if you kept at singing, which you might have haven't listened, maybe you could be quite the beautiful sounding man at this point. It's yeah. all right. Don't listen to haters like Bonnie. That's what we're on. We're not on that hater tip over at Behind That Suit. We support <laughs> your singing. You give all of I, us I the I support courage. your rap songs. You're, this was just not good. Bonnie is clearly on the bugged tip. That's right. So remember that time I was talking about some album in the 90s where people went back and forth and everybody watching it knew this shit was going on in the 80s? That was embarrassing. Even on this track, they were doing it. So we have uh, a friend, uh, Mr. Scoob Lover. Mm-hmm. And he's hanging out with Big Daddy Kane and they're just kind of rapping some shit. Now, I just, so I don't have a whole lot to say about the lyrics of this song. It is a little bit more on the vapid, sillier side. To me, Yeah. this one is one of the more harder for me to get into tracks that we've come across on this project but i did like the beginning so it's like yo on the mic right now we go by the name of big daddy kane i got my man scoob lover it's all hyped up and then like scoob he's like yo but wait a minute yo scoob what's up pardon me for a moment as i interrupt for what for this and there's like this awkwardly long pause like it's not right yep. away it's just like, okay, like, like, what did you interrupt him for? You like this style of clothes we wear. You like our flat top style of hair. It's just those bug the things we do that make them girlies want to stare. And I'm like, that was worth waiting for. That really was. That part of the song right there is yeah. my absolute favorite fucking part of this song. It is so good. And then it goes into rapping and they're going back and forth a bit and like we're chilling with the crew or drinking that old English brew straight from the bottle, not the cup and it gets us more than just fucked up. Anyway. (laughs) um, Save your whack rhymes, hold your female, pass the old gold, trash the ale, cash your food stamps, get the wake out the mail, love to eat shrimp but I never eat snail, eat a whole fish except for the tail, keep food in the fridge so it don't get stale. I mean, like, it all rhymes and it all flows. <laughs> it all when rhymes. when there's nothing to eat, I bite my nails. Go, Scoob Lover. You know your rhymes are kicking. Get on the mic. 
because you know you eat chicken? Is that like trying to imply like... Like winner, winner, chicken dinner? Or maybe he's know. like, you are what you eat. Remember, he said that somewhere else. So you have to feed him dope. That's what so we learned. So he's a chicken? So I'm saying maybe he's calling Scuba chicken unless he gets on the mic. I'm like, okay. Now, 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 I'm going to place an order for a Scooby snack. Not at the Chinese restaurant because I don't eat caps. Now, who in the world can ever eat these when I'm at home? I chow down with ease. And say more beef sausage, mom, please. See, like, this is more more, th- more of this, like, guys being like, yep, by the way, girls, um, if you come if you come date me, I'm not going to go down on you. Like, FYI. Because he doesn't eat cat. I assume that that's what he implies. And I, time and time again, I took it like, like it was more literally, I don't want to eat cat at the Asian place. Well, no, people eat dog. That's, you know, no, usually, it was cats. No. I think he implies, but I, I think it's more what I'm implying. Do you ever think when you eat Chinese, it ain't pork chicken, but a fat Siamese? Like cats in the cradle or whatever the, the, the cover mm. by like Weird Al Yankovic it's not a dog it's a cat in the fucking song okay a fat Siamese not a dog a Siam anyways this is a dumb side okay. tangent <laughs> <laughs> anyways what did you give this one no we're not we're, that <laughs> okay we so at? he doesn't eat know. the vaginas that's what you got from that okay Maybe he doesn't eat the veg. I thought it was just vapid enough to actually just be. Oh, see, I thought, I don't know. I thought it was more because. And then he's talking about more beef sausages from his mom. Does that mean that that whole subject is a subtlety for saying he's gay? Think about it. He doesn't want the kitty. He wants to, I mean, I'm not really saying that. I was just running with it because I thought it came in. I mean. I don't know. That's right. Mommy about... Dukes, she feeds me swell. Coffee on the table, orange juice as well. Some of the things I say are outspoken, guaranteed to have you choking. See, to me, it just doesn't sound deep enough to have that second tier messaging going on. Oh, I don't know. And then, um, yeah, then it just kind of like ends at a certain point. Um, and then I like how he goes and he's taken his name. And apparently this is a backronym. It didn't start as King Asiatic. Nobody's equal for his name. That's what it became. Uh, after the fact, I, forgot, I had looked up where the king came from, but it was from something else in the particular. Either way, um, the show's fine. I mean, it's not the show. The song is fine. It is a 4.25 for me. I feel like it's got like an equal value in terms of listening to it throughout this project. The beat's really fun. The rhyming is really enjoyable, but the subject matter is like, okay. I mean, that's where I was at with this one. And it just seems so regular, like just so regular. I mean, don't get me wrong. To be specific, it may die one day, but my rhymes will remain like a hieroglyphic. It's a certain special skill that takes much practice. I got it good. Apparently you like this. It's not bad, but it's also like, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it's fine. Like, I agree. I mean, I I also get this one a 4.25, you know, spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Um, so, yeah, DJ is sort of just kind of, like, playing around at the beginning. And then it just seems like a fun one, like, with, like, his, like, buddies. Like, he's just kind of, like, you know, playing around. Like, they're all just kind of, like, showing off and having fun. And, like, they're just sort of, like, this, like, back and forth between the two of them. And they're both, like, rapping and showing off and, like, doing what they, you know, do best. And um, and then at the end, like there's 
like the 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 beat it gets turned off and then so it just sort of like they're clapping along and then so it just sort of like this kind of like a cappella like it feels very like on the street corner like the like the rapping or like um you know just like, like a little battle rap it just is fun it's fun to listen to it's not really like anything that's like you know like substantial in terms of like the lyrics or anything but it's enjoyable to listen to that's for sure so how about we go on to ain't no ha step in I mean, so this is another song where I feel like there's a bit of a juxtaposition in sound going on. Mm-hmm. It's got this casual, got this enjoyable, casual little flow going on. You know, the beat's smooth and nice. It almost sounds like, to me at least, this is the music for like a nice barbecue, enjoyable summer right. vibe. Like, this is the vibe of the beat. Okay. But instead, what do we get, Bonnie? Why don't you start us off this time? Well, it just, I mean, right away, it just makes you think of, like, a Biggie song. It makes me think of, you know, because it is something that I think he sampled. Um, it's very pleasing to the ears. Like, it's very fun. It's enjoyable. I like, I really enjoyed this one. Um, I just thought, like, one of the lyrics is kind of funny. Like, competition, I just devour. Like a pit bull against a chihuahua. And I'm like. I feel like the chihuahua wins that fight. You, you feel? Is that what you feel? Well, it depends. I feel like not at all. I feel like the like, chihuahua... like in reality, it's like it's all like you know, well, get a reality, story, sure. Unless but that in reality, like that chihuahua is an so asshole. Much. Yeah, but a chihuahua is only little, and I feel like like a pit bull would just be like, and then just like snap its neck, and that would be that. Yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, um, it, it's like sick rhymes, and the beat is really sick, and it's so much fun. And like, if you're going to challenge him, you better bring it all, like, because he's gonna destroy you. He never loses. Um, like overall, like, like I really didn't really find anything that was too wrong with this one. It was just so much fun. It was enjoyable. Um, like you want to like kind of like you really. I don't know. I like this one. I gave it a five on five. I I, I loved it. And if I'm not mistaken, I saw somewhere that Ain't No Half Stepping is Big Daddy Kane's favorite song that he ever wrote. Yeah, for sure. It's I'm, great. Lyrically, it's pretty cool. Something that I thought was striking is stuff where you got a lot of moments on this track where it's like, you know, like you're I'm a you're just a butter knife. I'm a machete that's made by Jinsu. Wait until you try to front so I can chop into your body just because you're trying to be based in Friday the 13th. I'm going to play Jason. And it's just like no matter what you are. And he really loves Jason. I saw he's something about it. A, a little bit bigger. He's a little bit better. It's kind of like um, that's it. He's no matter what you are, he's ready to like defeat you. You know, uh, I got it good. Now let me tell you who I am. I'm the B I G D A double D Y K A N E. Hey, I mean everybody did that shit. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I mean they're spelling out the names, but like it's really just done so well. Dramatic, Asiatic, not many like it. I'm different, so don't compare me to another, because they can't hang word to the mother, and just kind of rolls on through. And this flows, and every verse kind of is, I mean, fundamentally breaking down that he is the best MC that you're gonna flock with. And if you better, if you are gonna make the the, the choice to come at him, you better bring your absolute all because there ain't no half stepping. That's right. But he's good. Like it's so enjoyable to have MCs coming out sounding so similar. It's quite confusing for you to remember. I'm the originator, and boy do I hate a perpetrator. But I'm much greater. The best, oh yes, I guess. Suggest the wretched fast, don't mess and test your highness till you address with best finesse and bless the paragraph of manifest. Oh, yeah. Just the way he can manipulate these plugging into sounds over and over and over again. I mean, that's like, to me, some of the freshest shit you can do. Um, 
He devours with the power of Hercules, because Hercules is a very strong Greek god thing that yep. took on Medusas and shit. You know, it's Greek mythology hero. Honey, I think you mean Hercules. Or Samsung. <laughs> but like in Samsung, Samson, sorry, not Samsung. Samson, the dude with the long hair, you know, he had the long hair. And that gave him super strength. Do, do, do. So, you know, that's why you got to grow your hair so that you can be strong like Samson. And uh-huh. then when his hair got cut, he lost all his strength. But he goes further the limb because you could scout my cameo and he'll still have strength. Oh, fuck. He's not like Samson. See, because if his hair gets cut off, he'll still fuck you up. Anyway, this sounds dope. I gave it a 4.5 on 5. I really, really, really enjoyed it. All right. All right. Why don't we move on to the next song then? And what is the next song, Bonnie? I'll take you there. So, Big Daddy Kane is going to take you to a place. A wonderful, wonderful place. Mm-hmm. And if you ask about a crime, they'll all say, huh? Because they wouldn't even know what you mean. Because it's a different program. Y'all know the routine where people work hard for a decent buck. And you can wear truck jewelry without being stuck. Shit, man. Imagine wearing nice stuff and not getting robbed and whatnot. Yep. Never wondering whether your house is all right. So go leave your VCR on the poach overnight. I mean, you can do that. I will. In Montreal, it's a terrible (laughs) idea because it'll get rained or snowed on or something. But otherwise, I love it. And as far as the people, they all stand around. Senior citizens party with the hip-hop crowd. Gosh, that's dope. When old people fucking jam to fucking hip-hop, that's the best. It's a dream, right? This crack ain't nothing but a hole in the wall. So those who wish to live with glare and flared is a place you can be. And yo, hmm, I'll take you there. I mean, it is the hook. Yep. And it's just really cool. War ain't nothing but a game on Atari. You know, the message applies to other nations like Africa, for instance, where there's starvation. But if you come with me, you're sure to see. Ethiopians can eat and wrap lobster for free. People that you saw before that were poor will never see the situation no more. Because this in this world, everyone's a millionaire. Is there a wick? Are you sick? And what the hell is welfare? And I really like that. Gucci yeah. only costs five ninety nine, And it's just like this amazing utopia that he's envisioned where he's looking at the different struggles in his community and just being like look close your eyes come with the music let's look at this place we could all dream together and like almost work towards building and like this is something that we should be aiming towards this is something really really cool and I mean this is the second song that isn't directly like I'm the shit that we've listened to and then think uh, instead of the love song this is an excellent direction like you sit there and you can't help but like feel almost uplifted with the way this song is done like big daddy kane understands what's going on and he's gonna make it better and i felt like damn man this is a really cool track yeah very interesting to listen to um i give it a 4.35 on 5 it isn't as much like it's a little slower paced a little bit like more of a nice pensive song than uh like i get the point of this track on the album but i love the point of this track on this album yeah anyway so it's actually like that there's the, the sample is taken from uh the staple sisters i'll take you there so like that's like a song that like i knew like right away and i was like oh like i know that song um, so it was kind of like fun listening to it like into like the mix like this. Um, and he's also going to like take you there like musically and like he's hoping that he can like take you there into like this like 
utopia, like you said, this paradise is kind of like hopeful place that, you know, is like ideal. Like he's hoping that we can actually go there, that, th that this could actually maybe be a reality. Um, so he's just sort of like imagining this place that has no crime, like you said, and everybody gets along with all types of music. And crack doesn't exist because this was like the time of where crack was, you know, like, like a really big problem. Um, and so this definitely has like a, a stronger message in it than, you know, many of the other songs so far. Um, and it is just sort of like his dream. It's just like his heaven. Like, you know, he's, he's just sort of hoping that, you know, you can also believe it with him. Um, you know, and I think that this is like a serious message that he wants to, to get out, that he wants people to stop being so negative and just sort of like remind people that it's time to change. Like this isn't like who we are. This isn't like what we are. Like we need to change. Um, and I like this one. It was very good. And I think that um, it's it's a strong message today. And like maybe just like switching up like certain is issues um, to, to modern to modern ones, like it's going to have the same, you know, strength and effect on, on you know, today. So I do think it does carry through quite well. Um, so I give this a five on five. All right. Let's talk about Biz Marquee. Let's. Just rhyming with Biz, you know? So Biz Marquee sounds a lot more like what I think of when I hear 1980s rap in my mind. Like, I'm the rap promoter. I start to motor. Tour from New York to South Dakota. Drink ginger ale or root beer soda. Never get the girls with underarm odor. Good. I'm like... <laughs> Okay, put me on water. I'm a good floater. I'm like, this. No biz. I don't know what that means. Like, I don't know if there's like an actual deeper amount to it. Um, oh, apparently, actually, I clicked on the genius annotation well, just to see. Humans float. Well, apparently, uh, the LA Dodger GM Al Campini's in an interview the previous year famously said that blacks are often poor swimmers because they don't have. Buoyancy. See this and some of his other racist remarks below. The buoyancy. Wow. Anyway, so put me on water. I'm a good floater. I guess he does have buoyancy. When I run for prez, you best be a voter. I mean, look, it's not bad. It's just, I feel like Big Daddy Kane has been giving us this. I'm like, I've never listened to Biz Marquee before. I mean, everybody knows the, oh, baby, you. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, I never really, like, I know he's been a thing. I know he's an old-timey hip-hop guy. I just never realized that this is what he sounded he's like. He's just sort of like a goofy like, listen, rapper. Once knew a girl by the name of Rhoda. I watched Star Wars just to see Yoda or R2-D2 driving to the BQ. When I buy Franks, I make sure they're Hebrew. Well, yeah. I mean, that's like saying they're kosher. Or they're not picking them and shit, which makes sense and all that. Uh, but, like... Also, they're just more delicious. At the end of the day, I watched Star Wars just to see Yoda. I was like, what the fuck is this verse about? Watched a good flick by Arnold Schwarzenegger, maybe Commando, or The Terminator. Peace party people, haha, see you later. Big Daddy, haha, my man, my mellow. I have a question for you, Internet. This is where I'm hoping you, uh, DJ Black Hurricane, or one of y'all comes in for the rescue. Get on the mic because you know you eat Jello. What? What does that mean? Is that like when the other guy said, get on the mic because you know you eat chicken? Like he's trying to imply you're like a Like I'm jelly trying to think if there's like scared. anything like to do with like Bill Cros Crosby or did at it the time. Did it just like rhyme? Is it just because it rhymed? I think it probably was just because it rhymed. But like it's like, yo, 
second five, whatever. Hey, Bonnie, you best grab this mic because I see you eating that jello over there. I'm like, okay. I mean, I don't know if I'm missing something here, but you just gotta understand how goofy this is for me to listen to. Anyway, it makes then, me want Jello. It makes me want like, like, like at like a buffet or something when they have like those like cubes of Jello. It makes me want a, a green cube of Jello. Mm. Either way, Big Daddy King comes in and he does it all proper. Like his rhyming is exactly what you would expect for the rest of this album and everything, you know. So uh, to to me getting paid and getting busy at fall together. So I'm out of my ambiance. Never could I be weak. Not nah, why I'm rather unique. I got style, flavor, grace, and plus a different technique. Or he goes, I could I cold turn a party on out and oh yo I get physical, mystical, very artistical, giving party people something funky to listen to. That's why other MCs can't swing long. I stomp them out just like I was King Kong, <laughs> stepping on roaches. I get ferocious, super califragilistic, expelavadocious. Everybody that uses that should get a fucking shout out for dropping that into hip hop. Okay? Yep. Anybody that says it ripped it from him unless somebody else said it first. Mary Poppins. Fuck Mary Poppins. <laughs> All I'm trying no. to say. Uh, either way, I really enjoy this. Oh, he does have a. Does he say a fresh cameo cut? I don't know what that means. It, yeah, because uh, cameo with the fucking cod piece who did word up. Up is the code word. So that guy had the okay. same haircut that he's referencing here. Oh. And he had a cod piece, which is that little red shit he would wear on his dick in every videos, which cod was piece? a medieval fashion what? garment accessory thing. I feel like I need to look that up. Look up Cameo and his cod piece, and you will see it in his videos. I bet people here watching this video know what I'm talking about. If not, look up Cameo and his cod piece. That is not one I'm clipping into the YouTube video. <laughs> I digress. I like this song. Weird. Um, it's pretty fun to listen to. I mean, Biz Marquee, it's a bit wonky, so it doesn't get like the higher grades of this album, but it's fun, so it gets a 4.25. Yeah. Have you, have you looked up the cod piece? Yes, it just looks weird. It's a it's real a, thing. It's like a reverse chap. But like for real, <laughs> this was an actual thing from the medieval ages. I don't remember what it was. I think Rap Critic does a really good breakdown of this cod piece or or no it was taught in the shadows on his one hit wonderland series for cameos whatever check it out that's dope anyway bonnie you... all right yeah so anyways we here we have two great greats um you know so it's interesting you know i, I was excited to like listen to this song um and at the beginning it just kind of sounds like biz is just like playing with the mic and it is kind of like weird um and he he definitely sounds like he, like when you hear him like every time like and i've only heard him like a few times but it's every time so far um it always sounds like he's smiling or he's happy or he's laughing like he definitely has like this like blah, 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 blah. He, like he's just like a goofy kind of a guy um i like it i like the line where he says when i buy franks i make sure they're they're hebrew i like that you know um and and like they're both doing like good verses and some of their like lyrics are like a bit dated and like don't really make sense um but other than that they're good like there's really like not you know again like this isn't like you know a deeper message or anything this is just like two guys having fun um and we learned that big daddy can't eat jello yeah and they beeped out a swear a swear word which i thought was kind of funny um i don't know if that was like the standard back then or if it was just something that they did on this song oh wh where was it um, I don't know, near the end, I think. Are you talking about when he goes, Cameo, Afro, Virgo, Domino, I go Rambo, Gigolo, Romeo, Friday night, spend money on a hoe, tell to get some good night's sleep. 
That was one of my favorite parts oh, of the maybe. song. Because he wasn't really bleeping it. I mean, um, the no, but there's of, like a beep, like an actual like. I don't know. Maybe I missed it. No, there is. Wait, they let pimp through. Pimp isn't like a swear word. It's not a polite word. <laughs> Yeah, but somebody can be a pimp. Like pimp is a real word. I feel like you would you would edit out pimp now. No. Would you not? You would never. I don't know. Either way, I like that hotel to get a good night's sleep. I'm keeping it. The act of what a pimp does is is rude. I digress. Um, Anyways, um, this one basically, I liked it. It was good, Um, and it just definitely sounds like. Some fu- some guys having some fun in the studio and just like goofing around. So I also gave it a four point two five. The question is, have you been to that meeting or even seen the memo referring to Mr. C's master plan? Who's the man with the master plan? So it starts off like that, and then you get this really cool verse. That what I really appreciate is that DJ Mr. C hypes up Big Daddy Kane. So Big Daddy Kane kind of flips it back and yeah. flips it right around and goes, nah, Because he nah, was nah. a radio host and a producer at the time in, like, New York, I believe. But, um, you know, here we go on the show as the rhythm starts to flow and amount of the tempo faster, slow, get up and dance, because Kane said so. This is the dance floor groove of the album. Present to you all live from Calvin. Whoops, I meant to say Mr. C of the dish jockey down with me. The microphone lord, my wisdom is a sword. Whatever. And then just this... It's not really a song after that. It's more like a groove where everything is just being played out. The DJ work's happening. Everybody's shutting each other up. Like, yo, tell them where I'm from. Lewis Avenue. Lewis Avenue. You know, it's just like it's just like that, you know? Yeah. And then Kane shouts out all of his people. And then Mr. C, like, shouts out all of his people. And it's a lot of beat work and a lot of groove. Yep. And it's almost, what is it, five and a half minutes long? Yeah, and it's relatively long. a lot long. of it. And here's the thing. On the one hand, I'm like, this song's not about anything, really. It's just showing love and it's shouting out. It's almost like the credits song on the album. Like, And on the other hand, it's such a funky groove. And it's such a fun thing to listen to where you don't really care what's being said because... Who cares? You just want to be like, who's the man with the master plan? Yep. And then just go back to like dancing around and uh, shaking your booty while you're washing the dishes or whatnot. <laughs> and then it just plays and it beats on through. And then you're like, oh, the only other one I remember is Lewis Avenue. Like, you yeah. just like shout out to the parts where you're supposed to scream out with everybody. And then it plays on through. And it's like, again, really fun, but like super well produced on just a live dynamic. Like, you kind of notice that it's a long song and that a lot of it's credits, but you don't care. You don't really mind it because the beat is actually that engrossing, yeah. engaging, and groove-worthy. So I'm giving this another 4.5. It's as up there in equal value to me as, baby, I love <laughs> Anyway, this is a singing oh, performance. Yeah. Uh, yes. So, Mr. C, like I was saying, he was, like, the DJ at, like, a local radio station at the time. Um, and, like, I thought this would be, like, a really, like, if this song was, like, pushed for the radio. So, I thought that was, like, a really great, like, song to make it for radio play. Like, I could see this, like, being, like, like the DJ's, like, intro song now. Like, I just thought that was, like, really cool. And also, fun fact, he also wrote this song. 
Um, so I thought that that was like, interesting that they were working together, and I, I don't know, small world. Um, so it just it was like a hype, hyped up beat spitting his name, basically. Um, lots of cool samples, which I thought was really cool, like a lot of samples. Um, and there was like Eric B and Rakim and like the Beastie Boys and like other like hip hop like that came before him. And I thought that was like really cool. Um, like I said, nice beat. I enjoyed it. His songs are lengthy, um, but he also uses that, that time. Like, you know, he has like his time for, for like rapping and like using his, you know, skill. And then he also gives like time to like the DJ in most of his songs to kind of like show off like a little bit and like have like his time to like really like do his thing. So I thought that's kind of cool. Um, and then he, you know, like, like you were saying as well, shouts out like where like him and like all of his like pals are from. Lewis, <laughs> you. Um, but like the shouting out everybody that's like helped like work on like this record. And so, but like the last part again, like when they do this kind of thing, it's usually quite skippable and it's not like necessarily like, you know, like the, like, you know, the most of the song, like 85% of the song was great. And then the last part is just kind of like uh, a little bit like annoying. And so you don't really need to listen to it, to it every single time. Um, but yes, I definitely agree with you. It's well produced. The beat making is fun. The rhymes are nice. Um, and it definitely, you know, like the ends kind of sucks a little bit, but it definitely feels like historic crap. Like it feels like you're listening to like a piece of history and it, it's, it's great. I, I really, I enjoyed it. I gave it a 4.25. All right. Uh, how many more songs are left on this project? Last Mine. one. Word to the mother land. I was like. I know that sample. Doom, doom, doom. And then I realized it must be like that James Brown sample that gets used in a whole bunch of shit. Yep. Um, so I looked up Lewis Avenue, and it looks like a pretty nice neighborhood these days. I don't know what it looked like <laughs> back then. No, like you got like the Google Street Views where you can like look at it, and it's a pretty long street. And like, as I understand Google Maps comparatively, it might not be that clear, but it looks like a pretty lengthy street. I just wanted to share that with you. I was curious because right. it's Lewis Avenue, which I now know about due to this track. How do you <laughs> feel? No, I feel like this song, this album closer, was I think a really standout moment on yes. this project um, outside of the awesome James Brown sample. Has everything to do with the point of the song, which is a very pro-Africa, pro-like, be proud of who you are and understand like where you come from and your history and shit. Yep. And he's just knowledge, like being taught by the teacher that's most dominant. You need knowledge? Well, I'm dropping it. Listen yeah. to the rap. Allow it to trap your body and soul so you can adapt to the man on display. So I take you away. So, am I, so may I? Yes, you may. Proud to be a black man. Coming exact and giving up brothers five on the black hand. You know, it just kind of like flows in. And then Marley Mar goes, yo, word to the mother. I say the mother is in the motherland. But on the other hand, another man tackled and shackled our ancestors, but we beat him with freedom. So let's bless the country that we all come from. You know, then it flows on a bit. Shouts out Malcolm X, uh, the Honorable Minister, Louis Farrakhan, mm-hmm. and uh, Martin Luther. And just his inspirations is the knowledge source of what he's getting. And then, you know, it's, it's, it's got a second verse. And he's, again, showing through knowledge and shit that he wants to, like, break the chains of what's held him there and focus on the real teachings and the real lessons to get past everything and recognize that, you know, being black is to be an amazing thing. So I can appreciate the value and what this song brings to the table. Yep. And I think strategically it's it's a good thing to end on. It's the it's not what you're expecting. I mean you expect everything about it 
from the title because you look at the title and you're like yeah i know what that's going to be about but from like uh, if you weren't expecting it because you weren't looking at the track list and you were just listening to this project this will catch you off guard and really like you just got all the blessed reasons why you should care about them and before he lets you go here's some real shit to think about i thought that was pretty cool um the beach just this this beats f- super fucking fresh um i gave it a 4.5 i really appreciate it i mean it was very top level it was like a little intro so that you know you're kind of waiting on the next album to get like you know a little bit deeper into the subject matter yeah so i do appreciate what value this also brings to the equation yeah um did you give your grade 4.5 on 5 right 4.5 yeah, so, um, I mean, this is obviously, like, you know, like you mentioned, this is, um, you know, obviously them talking about, like, Africa, the motherland, and, like, that's where they're coming from, and to be proud of, like, being who you are, and, like, where you came from, and for being a black person, um, and peaceful protest is, like, their strength, that's kind of what he's saying, like, this is what we can do, um, which is basically what um, Martin Luther King Jr. was, like, you know, repping, and, um, <laughs> so, you know, obviously, like, there's, you know, James Brown mixed in, which I love, I, you know, he's great, he's great, um, and he's basically teaching us a lesson about, like, you know, understanding who you are, where you came from, again, same sort of thing, um, and that your, your strength is being black, and, you know, that's, you know, I think especially, like, at this time, like, there was kind of, like, such, like, a, a hatred and, like, sort of, like, like, it just seemed like in, like, the 80s, like, there was just, like, this dirtiness to, like, being black because it was just, like, these ghettos were just dirty and, like, it was just, like, awful and just these terrible places, it just seemed. And so I think that at this time, like, he's like, you know, we're, this isn't just us. This isn't, what, like, what, you know, like, the news is showing. Like, we're we're better than this and we, we can be proud of who we are. Like, we don't have to just, you know, assume that, you know, we're all just on crack or whatever. So I think that it is, it is also, like, um, a strong song to like at this time and i think it does something it is something that carries on as well um and like you were mentioning as well it it, it mentions it, it it kind of a samples in some like the farrakhan tapes which i think it's also meant to like inspire the youth listening and like the people who are listening to this message and just to kind of you know it, a lot of i like i don't really know how it works i've never really spoken to somebody who has like um heritage or um or something like that that's you know f- that was taken from africa so uh, i just would think that that would just be like so interesting and just understanding like who you are and where you came from because you're just so i mean i guess with like genealogy and stuff like that that you know you can do your ancestry or whatever it's easier to figure out where you are but i think in the 80s obviously like there was a little bit you didn't have like that kind of technology to rely on so i think it's it's pretty interesting um and it definitely feels like important this song um and just sort of like to know who you are and to unite peacefully and you know something that you know black people have done in the past they've stood up and you know follow their community leaders who have made a difference and i think that they're also saying like this is our time to to do that again and to show people like you know we can be strong and we can be peaceful and it doesn't need to be like an arms you know something where we all have to like fight and have guns and that kind of thing like we can do this peacefully we don't have to we can change and be good people you know i you know just shown in the media i guess like instead of like all these gross things that are shown unfortunately um i don't know if i'm getting my point across clearly but that's it um yeah i give this a 4.75 i think it's great fair enough so that comes to the end of our little album review where we broke down uh long live the king 
by the great rapper mm-hmm. Big Daddy Kane. I gave this project a 4.39 on 5. On the one hand, this album is clearly on that like seminal list of shit that a lot of people I really listened to growing up listened to when they were growing up. Yeah. And you can feel the impact of the way he rhymes. And when it's just really like it's really like non-gangster too another thing to point out it's really like just about the rapping and the music and the focus i guess we didn't even comment on that but he seems like such a genuinely good guy and even his ladies jam comical as it may oh, be boy. was really passionate St- and sincere stick to the rapping. like everything he does on this project is really just tight rhyming and really pretty safe and innocent context like like bars and shit like this might be the most family friendly i'm the best rap album type they even shit beep out the swear words so but like it's pretty but the, the part that makes it cool is while it is all that family friendly safe shit it's also hard it's fucking dope like it's really dope to listen to so I get. I think it's a really incredible album that I'm again happy I heard. I can't see myself going back to it that that much in life, but I'll certainly listen to a couple of those tracks again. I'll definitely be singing a certain song at Bonnie over the next couple <laughs> of weeks. You're my aphrodisiac. Oh boy. <laughs> nope. Um. I I gave it pretty much the same thing. I feel like a lot of the time we've been giving similar grades. Um, So this is a 4.3 for me um, on 5, so it's an 86%. It's good. It definitely is, like, um, historic. And it definitely has its place um, in, like, the hip-hop lifetime or whatever. I don't know. That that didn't make any sense. But, like, in in hip-hop history, it makes, you know, it's there. Um, and I'm glad we, yeah, I'm definitely glad that we listened to it. It's fun. There wasn't really like too much that was bad. Not a fan of the love song, but, um, yeah, I could definitely see it. I don't know. I liked it. It was cool. If it happened to come on again, I wouldn't turn it off. All right. Well, thank you all for checking this out and sticking with us. I personally, I'm very much looking forward to hearing what you have to think about everything that was talked about in this review, what your experiences are with Big Daddy Kane, what of his projects are your favorite, what was it like that day in 1988 when you walked into the (laughs) local record store and copped that vinyl, or was cassette out by then? Yeah, cassette, for sure. Um, st- 88. Or both. I'm still, vinyls are still popping back then. All I'm trying to say, is, or at least some people had vinyls back then. All I'm trying to say is let us know what your experiences are like or tell me all about how vinyls weren't around back then because I was wrong. <laughs> I would look forward to <laughs> hearing like they've been around. what you have to say in the comments. I promise if you make that effort to leave a comment, I'll absolutely make that effort to respond to you. Um, yeah, special thanks to the patrons, Ismail Gadamsi, Chris Prado, DJ Black Hurricane, Jonathan Barnes, and Mr. Linda Williams. They support what we do. They helped us get a new camera. They yep. support us directly in exchange. They get album reviews. Like next week, it's going to be Lindell Williams' album review request. And in a couple of weeks, it'll be uh, Mr. Jonathan Barnes, it seems, is is there. Um, maybe I'm wrong. I'll have to double check that. Don't hold me to that, Jonathan Barnes. Uh, <laughs> still. Um, He's like, we well, can do it. 
it. <laughs> anyway, all I'm trying to say is, yeah, as we flush that out and it grows and it becomes something better, we look forward to seeing kind of how to, we can all work together to make it better. Otherwise, we can do the more traditional YouTube support thing where you can subscribe to that channel, hit that like button and comment for more reviews, and we will be back with more reviews. Absolutely. So looking forward to that and looking forward to hearing what you think and uh, have yourself a wonderful day. Bye, guys.